Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I am Richard Bliss. This is episode 108, I think. Let me take a quick look. Episode, I got it written down here somewhere. Oh no, it's episode 109. Uh, Last week was episode 108. 109, and our guest, great supporter of the program, has been on the show before. Um, I have a copy of one of his uh, Kickstarter projects, and I invited him back because he is just finding a tremendous amount of success of doing one Kickstarter project, not one after another, but certainly finding some success. My guest is Mr. Robert Burke, and his current project is Battle for Souls. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know that he's been sponsoring and continues to sponsor many of our episodes, and so I want to welcome him to the show. Robert, thank you for being on the show. Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me. You told me it was going to be episode 108, though. Uh, what did I just say? I think it said it's 100 and... You I... said it's 109. Oh, I, you know what? I was wrong. I, it is. I, I wanted... Is it 108? No, it's 109. Oh, dude. Why? All right. No, that's cool. It's cool. All right. Uh, we can wait. I can make it 130. <laughs> <laughs> so, 100, so, yes, we're at 109. And I don't even remember how long ago... When did Cartoon come out? That's a lot of shows. You've done a lot of shows. Congratulations. Well, thanks. We have. We've had a lot of fun doing a lot of shows. You've kind of been there uh, through most of it, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, your show is great, especially for people. When I first used Kickstarter, I think you were one of the first shows I found that actually was speaking about Kickstarter and how to do it and this, the things you have to do to make it successful and the stress that goes along with it. You were... You you were kind of talking about the things that nobody else really talks about out there. So it's uh, I'm sure it's very comforting and very helpful to a lot of people who are thinking about using Kickstarter. So I think it's great what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's been kind of fun to watch what you're doing, too, because um, you were one of those projects. Cartoona came into my house. My daughter loves it. She's seven. Really enjoyed playing it. But Cartoona wasn't your first, and it certainly hasn't been your last. You've actually been having... I'm going to say quite a bit of success because when I look at your profile on Kickstarter, it says that you have created five projects. Yes. Yeah. I've got my fifth one going on right now. And that is Battle for Souls. Now tell us real quick about those other five because I'm familiar with Cartoona. Oh, and then you had the Cartoona expansion. Yep. So it started with, you know, I draw draw these crazy creatures that Cartoona came from. I've been doing them for decades, uh, paintings mostly, but cards and t-shirts and stuff too. And I had an idea to to let people design their own creature. You tell me what kind of ears, nose, feet that you want, and I'll do a painting and ship it to you. And I'm like, wow, I could use Kickstarter for that. So that's how I discovered Kickstarter, and I did that little project. And that little project was like a $1,000 project, and it was successful. And that kind of led me into Cartoona. Um, that, in combination with me playing a game called Carcassonne, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. And our listeners um, are very familiar with it as well, Carcassonne. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, where I said, wait a minute, because my characters, I draw them in this kind of free form. You know, I don't think about what I'm doing. I just put ears with a nose with a body. You know, I, I just, whatever I, uh, whatever comes out is what comes out. And so I, I figured I could put that vocabulary of different creature parts onto tiles and let players build them, and I developed the rule set and launched Cartoona. And that was successful, um, and that should be coming out very soon. It's being manufactured right now, and it will be complete on December 21st. So just to be clear, when I say I have my copy, I have a prototype copy. Yes. 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 So I appreciate not in that. Store, it's not in stores yet. Um, we were hoping for Christmas, but uh, didn't make it. It will be stateside. 
sometime in January or early February. Okay, so then that's Cartoona. That was your second one. Yep, and then after that, um, uh, we had some stretch goals on there, and one of the stretch goals was for an expansion, um, and I was doing it one tile at a time, and we reached the goal for one tile but not the other tiles. Um, and a lot of people say, hey, we want those other tiles. How, can, can't you do it? Uh, is there any way we could get them? And I'm like, well, I could do another Kickstarter. And, and so I did. I did a Kickstarter for the expansion for Cartoona, and that one was successful as well. Um, and then recently I had one called Gnomes, the Great Sweeping of Amawan, which is something I've done with my kids for since they were really little, where I set up little gnome you know, houses and, and tools and evidence of gnomes that live in the woods behind our house. And we go on these little gnome hunts, we call them. And that kind of evolved to where I would build stories and their gnomes, there was characters. And so it became really something my kids just really, really love to do. Um, and it's one of the things they want to do more than anything else. Like when I ask what they want to do, let's go look for gnomes. Um, so I basically put all that stuff I've done with my kid and I wrote it down in a book and I hired a great illustrator to illustrate the book. Um, and it's like a storytelling, it's kind of a cross between a, a scavenger hunt and a, a role-playing game. Um, so it tells you how, it gives you the backstory, it tells you how to set up the adventure, how to run the adventure for your kids. Um, and that project was successful as well, and that just recently closed. And I just got them from the printer, so I'm actually busy shipping those out to my Kickstarter backers right uh, right now. I am regretting that I missed that one, I, because that one was uh, a lot of fun. I have a – my youngest is seven, uh, very active imagination. Every day, every night, Daddy, tell me a story. And i got to be honest. I run out of story ideas now. So – Right now, I'm reading her Tarzan of the Apes, Edgar Rice Burroughs, just because I got desperate. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> like, okay. Well, well, Richard, when I hang up the phone, I'll email you the PDF. Oh, that'll that? be perfect. Do it with her. All right. And, now, and that brings us then to your – and that one, how much were you trying to raise for that one? Uh, gnomes, I had a low threshold of $1,000 because I wanted to print it on demand in America um, and not have to wait to have it done in a factory in China and all that. So it was a it was a low threshold. I could even print just one copy if that's all I sold. So Which means – and that, that's fascinating. So what that means then is that you probably took a, a hit – I'm going to use the term hit – a hit on the profit margin. Yes, yes. But that's one great thing about Kickstarter, right? Because, um, for example, to throw out numbers, if I have a book that I can sell retail for $15 – if you print it on demand, it might cost you $8 to do. If you can print enough of them and have them done offshore, you could get it down to maybe $2.50 a book, right? Um, so if your price point is $15 and you don't reach the threshold, uh, you don't make enough money to get enough built to get that good price per unit, um, you can still print it on demand and, and, and make a profit and at least get the product out to the market and maybe it will lead to uh, something down the road where you can print more. So it doesn't necessarily, you know, don't quit your day job, but no, it, <laughs> right. But it does allow you to, and this is a discussion we've had oftentimes on the show is, is that the ability to do this print on demand, smaller quantities. Yeah. You're not making as much money, but you're still covering all your costs and the products getting out there. Right, and this was, that was something I really just I wanted to share with people. It was really a true Kickstarter project. It's something I wanted 
you know, to get out there and have available for people so they could actually, in, you know, experience what I experienced with my kids. And hopefully some people will do that. And so it's all worth it for me. So now this brings us to the last project now. And just for our listeners sake, I have invited Robert on the show, not necessarily to talk about his Kickstarter projects, which are fascinating, but to talk about basically what's happened since then. But right now, let's talk really quick. Let's take a few minutes here to kind of give a plug for your battle for souls and that project, because this has been your most financially ambitious one when it comes to actually raising money, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. The goal on this one is $25,000. And that's, you know, I've got the quotes from a couple different manufacturers and that's what it's, you know, when you look at the minimums, that's what we're going to need to, you know, when you take out the fees and the sh- add in the shipping, uh, that's what I'm going to need to not have to spend a lot out of pocket to, to have the game made. Now, the good news is is that right out of the gate, the project picked up over 100 backers, um, $5,000, so uh, 20% of your uh, funding was almost immediate. And that is, and you picked, what, 60 days? How many days did you pick? I uh, picked 50, 58 days. Okay. That's a, a long time. Was there a particular reason that you thought about that? Well, I, you know, I've read all these different analyses on, you know, it should be 30 days or, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. It's probably true. But when I would look back at Cartoon and when I looked at, you know, I had pledges every single day. I didn't have any days where I did not have pledges. Now, if I extended the period out, I would assume that I would have had more pledges and maybe raised more money for the project. And in your case, it, because you don't have a strong awareness, I think I guess one of the arguments you're using, I'll just put words in your mouth, is that you're using time to gr- grow your awareness rather than having a lot of awareness that you can maximize right. in a short amount of time. Correct. I'm not a Steve Jackson gamer, right? So I can't send out an email to my you know hundred thousand customers saying, Hey, I have a new game on Kickstarter. It's, you know, I've got to market it. I've got to, you know, send out review copies. I've got to, you've got to work your Kickstarter project if you want it to be successful. And it's, there's a lot of work involved. And the more time I have, I feel the more, the better chance I have at making sure it succeeds. So you have now, so five projects, this one looks like, I'm going to say this one's going to be very successful. Um, partly is that you've built up this momentum, right? That people, you might not have a hundred thousand, but you, Robert Burke, his artwork, his Kickstarter projects—they've become known, haven't they? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Five thousand people, hundred backers, all in a couple yeah. of days. I, yeah, well, no, it's uh, all a relative. Maybe I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to be modest or something. But I, you know, I'm very thankful for the backers I've gotten. I've been able to, you know, have four successful projects. So I'm very. Um, very thrilled to be able to have an idea and work on that idea and put it on Kickstarter and actually make it really come into the physical world. So, so let's that. talk about that because that's why I wanted to have you on the show is that you know, uh, you've got some great projects and we're, and we're excited to see Battle for Souls doing well. But you said something to me that made me go, oh, that's, we just got to talk about that. And that is Kickstarter and the success you've had. Now you haven't made – let me just be careful how I phrase this – you haven't made a lot of money off of Kickstarter. No. I mean, if you look at how much money I've made that I can keep for myself to, like, maybe buy a dinner out or something, it's nothing. <laughs> I've actually probably put more money in to get stuff done. Um, right. But, okay, so, so it has been money, but Kickstarter has had an impact on you, and you were just commenting to me about 
how it's changed the way you think, how you go through life now. Yeah, yeah. So, as a creative person, and I think I'm probably a target audience for Kickstarter because as a creative person, I've, I have ideas all the time. I just all the time I have ideas and I'm always – uh, get excited about them. And it would usually be, I would tell my wife and she'd be like, that's a great idea. And that's it. (laughs) That's the end. And then the next week it's a different idea. And the week after that, it's a, it's another idea. But Kickstarter comes along and you get an idea and you're like, well, wait a minute, I can actually build a prototype and build the rules and play it and, and, and really make this and then put it up on Kickstarter and really make it happen. I don't need to put in $25,000 of my own money and risk it. So Kickstarter lets you do that. It lets creative people have an outlet where they can put their ideas on the Internet. And if people say, yeah, that's a good idea, they can help bring it into reality. So that's that's what I really like about Kickstarter. And and it really has, uh, because I assume at five, you've backed 70. You've had five uh, that are going to be successful. I assume we're not done, right? Probably not. Right? Just Pro- a, no, no, definitely not. No. You're going to wake up one morning, you're going to go, hey, that's a great idea. Tell I have me, a great idea. How know, long? Maybe it'll be a toilet brush or something. I have no idea what the idea is going to be. But <laughs> well, we've got to make sure it fits within the guidelines. <laughs> right. That's right. So, And I know how you feel. In my case, uh, here I'll just share, I have an idea. There's something I want to do. I've, I've mentioned it to my wife, and she's like, that's a great idea. You need to do that. And now it's been, it's been over a year. It's been actually a, quite a long time. To the point where other people have come out with similar pro- – not the exact same thing, but similar. And every time I see it, I'm like, ah. And, the, and so then I think to myself, see, I can't do it. Somebody else already came up with something similar. And then she looks at it totally opposite. What are you talking about? Go do your project. And, uh, and so yep. in my case, it's uh, – I call it fractured fairy tale dice. You've seen Roy's Story Cubes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – Roy Story Cubes have got those, and, and we have them, my daughter likes to play with them, but they've got those funky images on them. An abacus. What in the world does an abacus do? You know, my kid doesn't know what an abacus is. It is interesting to see what they come up with as an interpretation. So instead, what I came up with was what you do is you've got the dice with fairy tale symbols on them, and, and then our old fractured fairy tale stories from, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle. The idea then is you take the dice, roll them, and you and then you have a card. Everybody's dealt out a character card. Little Red Riding Hood, Grandma, Big Bad Wolf, Three Little Pigs, whatever. And then what it is, it's like the Roy Story Cubes. It's a storytelling project where you use the dice in front of you and the characters sitting around the table and tell a story. And then once the – and there's a storyteller card. Once the storyteller is done with the story, they pass the storyteller card to the left. And that person now – tells the story from the perspective of their character in the same story. Ah. So so my daughter tells the story of Little Red Riding Hood from the perspective of Little Red Riding Hood. Dad's the big bad wolf. And then you've got to include all these other symbols that are in there. Uh, the sword or the the castle or the, you know, the fairy dust or the troll bridge or whatever. And then the big – you know, what does that story look like from the perspective of the big bad wolf? The point being here to help children and it's really targeted at girls. I have five daughters. I, I'm partial to girls and so it's – and that's that was my project. My wife thinks it was great. Well, then Roy Story Cubes actually came out and then there's some princess dice project that's on Board Game Geek and it's like, ah, OK. I'm not going to do that. So. And so now you'll take that to your grave now. Yeah, I'll take it to my grave. So why? Did you know about Kickstarter then or – uh, no, 
And so, yeah. so now the Kickstarter, my wife keeps telling me, are you going to put that yeah. on Kickstarter? You put that? And I'm like, ah. So if anybody's listening and they like my idea and they think I should do it, and I know that it's kind of like these other projects, but it's different, then they can reach out to me. That You know where to find me and talk me into doing my project. Because you're right. I'm going to be, oh, I should have done that. My girls are all going to be grown up. My oldest is like 20. How old is she? Oh. I hope she's not listening. I think she's almost 25, 24, 25, 25, and 24. And so, yeah, oh well, there, there you go. There's my project. Yeah, see, that's, I mean, you gotta, you just gotta go do it. You have to do it. Well, you're inspiring me because that's why I wanted you on the show because you are well, just. Well, the idea, the, the thing though, the thing though is the idea is the easy part, right? The, the idea, you get the idea, that's the easy part. And even when you're doing the play testing and you're getting the artwork and you're finding graphic designers and art and all that, that's all fun because it's your passion, right? So you're loving it. But then once your Kickstarter starts, that's where you got to turn on the marketing part. And that's the part that I don't like. That's the part that is stressful. But that is the part that I'm finding is the most important part if you want your project to be successful. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, there's still that business side. Like, so for artists, um, you know, I consider myself an artist that hate that business side. It's not going to make that side any easier. You're still going to have to do all those things. Oh, dang. We're going to have to go find ourselves somebody who knows anything about marketing. <laughs> what are we going to do about that? I don't know. Well, I'm very thrilled to see the success, uh, partly because I feel like I've been part of this uh, from the beginning also as, as your projects have come out. And it's great to see uh, you doing well, the project's doing well. And I certainly appreciate you coming on the show, and I appreciate the support as a sponsor of this show that you've shown uh, over the past, you know, we're at 109 episodes, so I very much appreciate that. Oh, no problem, Richard. I love the show. Again, I think you're very important for a lot of people out there who are uh, just especially heard you talk about, you know, getting their projects out there and, and going for it. Yeah, I guess I need to follow that that, that advice, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the reluctant host who's not following his own advice. We've had our guest, Robert Burke, who is in, inspiring me with his five successful projects on Kickstarter. And uh, go take a look. His game is Battle for Souls. This has been episode 109. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring I know I'm always inspired by my guests. I have been inspired today. We look forward to seeing your Kickstarter project out there so that we can help you fund your dream. Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe. 